young black. Young black. A young black. Black. Black equestrian. 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 Black equestrian. Equestrian. Black equestrian. I'm a young black equestrian. I am a young black equestrian. <laughs>
getting the stuff together, you know, just pulling off old shoes or holding if the owner can't hold, things like that. But I wanted to just share the definition of apprenticeship. It is a paid experience that often leads to full-time employment. Internships are often unpaid and may not lead to a full-time job. Oh. Apprenticeships lead to industry-recognized credentials. So that is uh, from apprenticeship.gov. So it's official.gov. But <laughs> so a lot of people in the group said that that's what they look for. They look for apprenticeships. So they look for paid positions that will lead them to an industry job. So I feel like maybe at racetracks, um, when people are, um, what do they call it? Like breezing horses, like running them, exercising. Those riders? Yeah, that, that exercise. <laughs> Uh, that would be like some level of apprenticeship because yeah who gonna do that for free (laughs) (laughs) dangerous yeah but it also a lot of them have ultimate goals of being jockeys you know so that's like a job that's going to lead to your ultimate goal um and then like that piece about credentials like somebody who just rides horses you're not just gonna come off the track or come walk onto the track and be a jockey right you know having those credentials saying i breeze horses for you know who's a mawadi and them over there that is something that's like oh dang she already been riding on fast horses those are credentials that she he or she can kind of use for their job their future job right and that sounds more like there's some sort of structure like okay under this apprenticeship they learn blah 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 yeah 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 that is very true um the next most popular option was employment don't really have to explain what that is but gotta eat yeah people gotta eat (laughs) but a lot of times I mean, horses are expensive and a lot of people who are in the industry or trying to get into the industry have goals of owning a horse or already own a horse. So they're seeking a job that'll either help them, you know, pay for those kinds of things or give them experience, yes, but still let them pay their bills. Right. So I know that, I know that it's hard And I know that there's a lot of conversation around like how much people should get paid for a certain amount of work. I know there's a lot of like, oh, we don't pay by the hour because then people will drag out the task. They just pay by the day, however long it takes you, is how much you get paid this day kind of thing. So it's not not here to tell you how to pay, but um, some people are just looking for jobs yes everything is about volunteering (laughs) right right or they don't they don't maybe they don't have some particular aspiration you know Mm -hmm. they're like 
I just want to do, I kind of call it like, like mindless work, like clean and install. Like you don't really have to think the whole time. You're not like, oh, like analyzing nothing. Like you can literally be thinking about everything else. I mean, everybody thinks about other things while they clean installs, but it may be that, that they just want a job where they can do that labor um, and be done. Like they don't have any like ultimate goals. Mm-hmm. I hired, when I worked at the animal hospital, I had a girl that it blew my mind. She had come from completely different industry, but she volunteered a lot and she has grown her fiance took care of most of the bills like she was like I'm just doing a job I like I was just like goals <laughs> I don't even need this job I'm just doing it because I like it <laughs> I like it to pass the time yeah <laughs> to yeah. help you out <laughs> right, basically basically and I was just like okay you hired like and she she didn't want to take on any other responsibility she mm-hmm. didn't want to I'm like we didn't really have team leads, but I'm like, if I'm not here, can you answer questions? And she's like, I mean, I can, but she was just like, yeah, I don't, I don't need any other responsibility outside of the job that I was hired for. And that that was wild. And so I feel like a lot of times when people are hired in barn environments, um, there is a lot of uh, wiggle room in their job description or it's just simply not specific enough mm-hmm. and you know they go from oh yeah help feed and um, turn out horses and clean stalls okay cool to um, fixing fences and painting and being there when the farrier gets there right <laughs> holding for vet appointments and stuff and blanketing at all these different temperatures all these different freaking blankets and like all this stuff which is which is fine but I just feel like there's a lot of times where there's a difference between like a regular barn staff and a barn manager mm-hmm. and if you are going to if this is going to be expected from somebody, it needs to be said in the beginning right. and they need to be compensated for it appropriately. So that's just my opinion on that. Um, the next most popular um, job was a working student. And we, ha- we had to, I had to do some Googling because I just want to be sure that we, I explained this correctly because we've heard from so many different people like how this working student thing works and how it can be different Mm -hmm. every different place so a working student is a young adult who aspires to be a professional writer or trainer an established writer or trainer often takes on a working student for help with their barn and horses. In exchange, working students usually receive riding lessons from the trainer or rider. So let's talk about it. 
because this this working student situation sounds like trading and bartering services right you help me I'll help you the issue is when it the the exchange rate is not equal and I don't, you know, have a, a right or wrong, or I know what's wrong, but I don't have a right answer. Like how many hours of barn help equals one lesson? Right. Like, there's so many people that do it different ways, but there gets to be a point where working students are easily taken advantage of. <laughs> um, I feel like initially I was confused as to like you know someone will be a working student but then they like are also a groom mm -hmm. like they go and help help these trainers or trainers and riders at shows and you know they're grooming the horses and stuff like that and then they feel like they don't I mean there's so much that goes into show prep and stuff like that so the student doesn't feel like they're getting the return on their time just like you help me at this show this one day and then I'll give you a lesson but the show is eight hours it's like an eight hour commitment like what do you mean what so I just caution caution to to those looking uh if you're looking for a working student position you really just need to be able to advocate for yourself and understand when the the scales are not balanced mm -hmm. um and honestly i don't know if i don't know if working students have contracts but who i, I would am, hope so i'm gonna say i would I would at least have some sort of agreement that is signed to say, okay, this is the equivalent because that way it is not like, you're not gonna hurt nobody's feelings. You know, nobody can get all in a tizzy because it was written down and it is what it is. Um, right. Um, I was trying to remember what in the world did we say before we started the video <laughs> about working students. Um, oh my goodness. We were talking about how uh, someone told us that it was like illegal or something like that. Or yeah, or frowned upon um, having working students. Maybe in that area, people just work them to death <laughs> and they don't really get the return that's expected um but i i don't see how working students i don't see how it works out with adults like i can see with kids uh -huh. like okay <laughs> but with adults who again have bills mm -hmm. and they have to pay for their gas to get there and back and forth yeah yeah somebody has to tell me <laughs> yeah how it makes it all worth it i i feel like it might just it breaks down to the dollars and cents like people 
I feel like it depends on the kind of person you are. If you're like the kind of working student where you're working for like this top level trainer and you're getting to go to shows and they're giving you lessons too, but you're like maximizing on the exposure and making connections with people and other things, you know, I feel like there's a way to maximize that relationship but if you're not that kind of person and, you know, you just head down, do the work and you do all this work, like five hours of work for equivalent of one and a one hour lesson. That's when like the burnout conversations come in and people are like, oh, I don't think I want to be in this industry anymore. Da, da, da. I mean. It all depends on who you're working for, too, because some people are just will take advantage of any kind of free help. But that part, I just I feel like there's a difference. You know, I would consider a groom employment. Um, but cleaning stalls and stuff in exchange for lessons. That. Mm -hmm that's working student type situation or working riding horses and that's what I didn't get that's what I never understood like people say like I'm a working student you know I exercise these horses for this person in exchange for lessons doesn't it sound like it's an apprenticeship when you say student yeah but I also know that people get paid to ride horses yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean I guess I guess it really just depends on the trainer and like if you're if you can't like afford the lessons for this person but you could work up under them and and they kind of teach you while you're working for them mm-hmm I guess it depends on the job you know are you a working student that's only cleaning stalls or are you getting exercise horses and that's when they give you the lesson like it depends on those the agreement I don't know just don't get taken advantage of people yeah basically basically parents don't what's the thing that people say um uh wonderful opportunity great opportunity the opportunity for you when talking about these positions yeah don't get swindled yeah <laughs> um the last i mean the last option that not very many people chose was volunteering which when you were looking to get into the industry especially when you're younger and don't have deals like I mean we got to look at the, the demographic of the people that we ask they are definitely adults so I can see why they wouldn't have very many choices for volunteering but as younger kids I volunteered a whole bunch of places a lot of kids have to volunteer for school mm -hmm. so uh, volunteering is you know definitely something that you can like help the community and inadvertently learn as well like volunteering at a therapeutic riding center or like with saddle up and read or at a at some kind of nonprofit. Um yeah, place is doing something. <laughs> hmm? 
I said, a place is doing something, not just somebody's barn. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, like like something that is making a difference in the community. I feel like that's that's what the difference is. Mm-hmm. You know, something with a mission. Can you? I'm trying to think. I don't think you can like volunteer for a pro- for-profit business. Like, is it considered a volunteer? I don't know. They might have it. I don't know. I don't know. Um, working students. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> back to internships. I don't know. All these different labels. <laughs> Are y'all paying or not? <laughs> right. <laughs> that is the truth. That is, that is the defining factor. Are you paying or not? And when people are out here talking about these opportunities that they have available, because, you know, although I hate, I hate this acronym, BIPOC, I hate it, but (laughs) that's what, that's what the people say. We're looking for BIPOCs. Like, I don't know who, I don't know who that is. Um diversity and inclusion like it's a a hot topic you know people are either trying honestly or performing they're they're trying saying they're they're looking for people Mm -hmm. of diverse backgrounds and when you're truly looking for that kind of help these are the things that you need to be transparent on like you can't say that, oh, I'm looking, I'm looking to, you know, help with the experience of a diverse person and like completely ignore the economic side of that. Like, okay, you can't take disenfranchisement in, in certain pieces, just take the pieces that you want. Like it's a whole, it's a whole thing. So be clear with what you're offering. Are you offering a volunteer position? Are you offering a paid position? Paid or unpaid? If you are offering a position in exchange for uh, education, training, whatever, like a working student position, say that. Right. Say that. Say what the exchange rate is. Yes, up front before they even apply. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, why is it so hard? It's like applying for a job and they don't say how much they pay. Like, why should I have to do the work to apply? And I don't even know if you're going to pay me enough. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Don't know the pay, don't know the benefits. Like, what is the outcome for me? Yeah, yeah. And it's so funny because talked about the two people saying oh people don't want to work because they're getting stimulus payments they're getting I mean they're getting unemployment (laughs) unemployment chicks and it's like this generation is team f that job like we are not doing like if we don't like it we're gonna leave kind of thing this is not a stay at the same place for 30 years generation Mm -hmm. really not so it's it's, not that people don't want to work people want to be valued 
and people need money for rent. Equestrians need money for their horses. Y'all know good and well horses will do something. And it's like, what the freak? And then after that happens, like two other things happen. Mm -hmm. Regular life stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So get paid like I could oh you remember I don't know if you ever had like a minimum wage paying job 725 an hour like just working hours knowing you get paid 725 and then seeing what they take out it's like this is not worth it I'd rather stay at home and do nothing because mm-hmm. at that point um you basically paying to put gas in your car to go to work yeah, and a lot of people drive to these barns. Yes. Good ways just for that experience, just for that opportunity. You know somebody who drives what, an hour? Mm-hmm. Maybe almost two hours? Mm-hmm. Just for lessons. Yeah. So if somebody's willing to commit like that, y'all need to make it worth it for real. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that, like so many barn owners, I see these groups on Facebook and they're like, oh, you know, we're trying to find good help, can't find good help. And I'm like, you are what you attract. Yeah. You attract what you are. Like, and I feel like a lot of times, you know, I've worked in barn situations where the instructions are not consistent. Um, Things are different every single day. Like, oh, I changed my mind kind of thing. Um, There's like preferential treatment. Somebody gets something over somebody else and, you know, I believe in that energy, man. And you sit here and say like, I need help, I need help, I need help. And that's the kind of business you run, then you're gonna attract those kind of wish-washy people. So that's just my, my two cents on that. Don't, if you want quality help, you, you do have to, you know be a quality person yeah and if your business barn or whatever has some sort of drama um I think there's people that you can hire to help fix that before trying to bring somebody in especially people who are looking for black and people of color to come work or volunteer like don't just come invite us into the mess Mm -hmm. Because y'all know how y'all's environments are before those people get there. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that was one of the big questions the summer of 2020. We're going to like be old and be like, yeah, the summer 2020 to our kids, grand- grandchildren. But um, people are like, oh, how do I get, how do I get black you know, kids of color into my barn, yada, yada, yada. And this is like, yo, like, don't be weird about it. Like, do you even know any black people? Right. <laughs> like, talk to them, like, talk to them like regular people. 
right like right like regular people when you see somebody walking by you know do you make it awkward <laughs> right yeah like I mean a lot of ho- kids that are in the horse industry are in other uh sports you know and they're not walking around where the black kids yeah, yeah, well, I mean, even if you're like, oh, you know, my daughter has to go to volleyball practice. Um, are there any kids that want to also ride horses that right. are in these other sports, playing basketball, playing football? Because they got off seasons. Yeah, and then um, Adam, Adam had said on Winter Circle Wednesday that he recruited someone that played football mm-hmm. at his college to come ride horses oh my goodness my dad was watching pbr mm-hmm. and i don't know the guy the bull rider's name but he was recruited into this because a bull riding coach saw him at college he was roller skating and he went up to him it was like you need to be a bull rider not only did he become a bull rider he's also a veterinarian and I just thought that was the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> what are the odds? Right. <laughs> like, wow. A bull rider and a veterinarian. Like how often I would have, when they were, I was just listening because my dad had the TV on. I wasn't even watching it. I was like, wow, that is pretty freaking cool. Like somebody just sees you roller skating and they're like, you should be a bull rider. Like, wow. <laughs> so yeah, recruit them people, talk. <laughs> yeah that's wild that's wild but yeah that's how you yeah just don't be weird find people out in the wild and (laughs) invite them to your barns do things like I know we talked about naming camps like black kid camp don't do that that, please (laughs) don't do that you can but, put requirements uh, in the application or something or the yeah. description yeah yeah just say yes. we've got some lessons sponsored for kids of color so you yeah. want to come kind of thing um yeah unless you're black you can do what you want oppressed had to be oppressed so yeah that's main main takeaway from this is if you are if you have opportunities if you're really like I understand what the problem is and I want to be a solution be clear just say what it is you know don't don't be weird about it and then don't get offended when people ask questions because you weren't clear no dm for details right that irks me so bad like somebody asked a question on a thread and it's like yeah i'll message you and i'm like on, i had the question too <laughs> why you gotta message them just say it <laughs> oh my goodness i don't know what um anywho anywho uh I think that was all that I I just I we decided to get that out like especially for the people who aren't sure the difference 
that is the difference between those four things and if you need help advocating for yourself uh dm us for details (laughs) (laughs) thank you for tuning in to another episode of young black equestrians head over to our facebook or instagram pages and let us know what you thought about that episode Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and have the opportunity to be featured in our next episode. See you next week.